Good morning, and welcome to all pilgrims and visitors to Martyr's Shrine. May your day be one filled with peace and blessings. Today is the 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. The celebrant at this Mass is Father Arthur Suski. This Mass is being offered for the repose of the souls of the deceased members of the Barnick family. Our opening hymn is number 615 in the Blue Gather Hymnal. Holy God, we praise thy name. Number 615, please stand. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. On this Sunday, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord, and we also come to the Martyr's Shrine to celebrate the lives of the Canadian Martyrs. So I welcome you all who are here perhaps for the first time, and all who come back as regulars. So welcome, and thank you for coming to pray today. This Mass, we also pray in a special way for the repose of the soul of Fernando Peralta and Eugenia Alicante. So let us keep them also in our prayers. Before we enter into the mysteries of the Sacred Mass, let us place ourselves before God, being conscious of His presence in our lives, looking back at our lives of the last week, seeing how we've failed to love God as He deserves to be loved, as well as our brothers and sisters asking for his mercy and pardon. I confess to Almighty God and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts, my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. 
through my faults, through my faults, through my most grievous faults. Therefore, ask the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world, our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, 
For I know their works and their thoughts, and I am coming to gather all nations and tongues, and they shall come and see my glory, and I will set a sign among them. From them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Put, and Lud, which draw the bow, to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands far away that have not heard of my fame or seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the nations. They shall bring all your kindred from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. Just as the children of Israel bring a grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord, and I will also take some of them as priests and Levites, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. The response is, Alleluia. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, all you nations. Extol him, all you peoples. Alleluia. How great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Alleluia. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines the one whom he loves, and chastises every son whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom a father does not discipline? Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at the time. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went through one town and village after another, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? Jesus said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. When once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then in reply he will say to you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But the Lord will say, I do not know where you come from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrown out. Then people will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Indeed, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. It seems to be a question that has resounded throughout millennia. Lord, will only a few be saved? It's a pressing question even in the time of Jesus. Will only a few be saved? Interestingly, Jesus does not give a straight out answer. Rather, he gives an enigmatic answer that we have to puzzle over and try to understand what he tries to tell us through it. There are a couple of things that work here in this gospel, and the, the first reading from Isaiah, chapter 66, helps to illustrate what Jesus is talking about. There are two layers to this story about salvation and Jesus' answer. During Jesus' time, there was this community not too far from Jerusalem that many of you perhaps have heard of, Qumran, or the Dead Sea community. Has anybody ever heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls? Some of you? Dead Sea Scrolls discovered in 1948. A lot of scrolls that were written anywhere from the second century BC till the destruction of Jerusalem in the first century. It's a unique collection of scrolls. Over 900 scrolls were found in the Dead Sea, not far from Jerusalem. Well, they're useful because they help us understand the mindset of the people of that time and the time of Jesus. What were they actually thinking? And if Jesus was teaching these things, was, was it also the accepted thought and teaching of the time? Well, about salvation, the accepted thought went like this. The Jewish people were chosen among the nations, and the Jewish people had the true God, and because they had the true God, they would be saved. But some groups even went further, and this is actually seen in the Dead Sea Scrolls, not every Jewish person was saved. 
only the faithful person was saved, the one who practiced the Torah, the commandments of God found in the first five books. Only those were saved who regularly went to the synagogue, went to the temple when they were supposed to. Only they were saved, not every Israelite, only the real hardcore practicing Jews were saved. That's what we find in the Dead Sea Scrolls. And so here, Jesus tells us something else. He says, people will come from east and west, north and south. It echoes what the prophet Isaiah said. Salvation is open to everyone, not just to the Jews of that time and only the select few that followed the, the commandments, but salvation God has made available to everyone. And Jesus is calling the people of the time to reflect back to Isaiah. And they, he said to them, don't be like these people here who tell you that salvation is narrow. Look what Isaiah had to say. Isaiah said, you should send emissaries and prophets out to the whole world. Tell them about the good news about Yahweh our God and bring them back to Jerusalem. Show them the beauty of our faith so that they may also believe. It's a beautiful image. Going out to the world, to the four corners, and bringing them back and showing them the faith. That's what Jesus is trying to say. That's the first layer, what we, we see in the, in the gospel. Salvation is offered to everyone, not just to the Israelites. And part of this is also this notion of, well, I belong to the Israelites. I am Jew. I'm a Jew. I had Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as my ancestors. So because of that, I also belong to this club. I get to be saved just because I'm Jewish. Well, Jesus says to him, to these people, get away from me. I don't know where you come from. This is very important for this statement. If he doesn't know where, he, where they come from, it means he doesn't know what their background is. Jesus doesn't care if your background is you have Abraham as your ancestor. If you don't do the will of God, that's not going to get you into heaven. It's not something like, okay, I know the guy who's in charge, let me in. It's strive to enter through the narrow door, do the will of God, and that's what's going to get you in. So that's the second layer. The first layer of this reading is saying, salvation is possible for everyone. But the second subtext is this enigmatic saying that Jesus says at the beginning, strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. That can be a scary thought. The way into heaven, or the kingdom of God, as Jesus says, has a narrow door. Everyone is invited. The four corners of their world have been invited. But when they come to this kingdom, to Jerusalem, in the image of Isaiah, the door is narrow. And he uses this verb in Greek, agonizo, which, and we have this English word today, agony, right? It comes from this root, and it's actually a word that comes from sports competitions. 
back in the day. The Greco-Roman sports was an agony. It meant to struggle, to strive against the opponent. So when Jesus is calling them to strive, struggle, it's a contest. Faith, our life of faith, is a struggle. It's a contest. It's, one could say, a sports contest where we have to sweat, you know, sweat and blood will get us through that narrow door, so to speak. So the subtext is, the Lord offers everyone salvation, but we have to struggle through our life of faith, through the commandments, through loving God, through prayer, through the sacraments, to get into this kingdom. And a superficial knowledge of Jesus is not enough. And so, rightly so, the people that come to the door and they see it closed are shocked. They genuinely thought that they would enter. They've come to this kingdom, they want to enter the door, but it's locked. The master says, who are you? I don't know you. Just because they ate with him, they saw him across the street teaching, does not mean that they're part of the club. Doing the will of the Father, following Jesus every day, accompanying him, listening to him, and actually living it out, that's what gets us through the narrow door. And it's a struggle. Jesus makes it clear. Our faith life is a struggle. It's not guaranteed. I'll read it again. This is an enigmatic saying. Many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. Our faith life is one that we have to re recommit ourselves to every single day. We're not part of the club just because we know Jesus by name and we call him Lord, Lord. It's the way we live out our faith every single day, how we treat others, how we pray to God, and how we make use of the sacraments regularly coming before God, saying, Lord, perhaps today I failed you. I let you down in this way or that, but I'm recommitting myself. I'm going to struggle again to be faithful tomorrow. So give me the grace today to live that out tomorrow. And the next day, the same thing. We come before God saying, thank you, Lord, for the grace to be faithful. But I still need the grace in this or that aspect of my life. Give me the strength. Help me to enter into that agony or the struggle, the competition, as St. Luke said. Help me to overcome my weaknesses so that I may also enter in through that narrow gate. So I think a couple of things stand out today for us as a church in the 21st century. The first, looking at that first layer of meaning, Salvation is open to everyone. As long as those who are invited and called, this is now the second layer, struggle and strive to be faithful Christians. To say every day to the Lord, Lord, I accept you. I want to follow you. I want to do your will. And if I fail, forgive me. Give me the grace to get up again and struggle again with this sweat and blood that is also the struggle that all of us are called to. Amen.
Let us now stand and profess our faith in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified and died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Let us now present our prayers to the Lord. For the church, working to be a sign of humble service to all, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For world leaders who respect the law of love written in each heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For people who encounter a narrow door when seeking justice, fair employment, or suitable health care, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the pilgrims here today, building communities of compassion and justice, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We also pray today for the repose of the soul of Fernando Peralta and Eugenia Alicante. For them, we pray to the Lord. For what else shall we pray today? We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all those prayers still deep within our hearts, we pray to the Lord. O oh God, who inflamed the hearts of your blessed martyrs with an admirable zeal for the salvation of all people, grant us, we beseech you, our petitions and all the requests made here today, so that the favors obtained through their intercession may make manifest before all the power and glory of your name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Jean de Brébeuf, St. Isaac Jogues, Saint Gabriel Almond, Saint Antoine Daniel, Saint Charles Garnier, Saint Noel Chabanel, Saint René Goupil, Saint Jean de Lalande, Saint Catherine Tecaquita, Saint Joseph, Patron of Martyrs, Holy Mary, Queen of Martyrs. Amen.
Pray, my brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. O Lord, who gained for yourself a people by adoption through the one sacrifice offered once for all, bestow graciously on us, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace in your church through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself that a people formed as one by the unity of the Holy Trinity made the body of Christ in the temple of the Holy Spirit might, to the praise of your manifold wisdom, be manifest as the church. And so, in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you and with joy we acclaim. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he once more he said the blessing, gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me.
the mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as, I would, as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. We look, look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body and one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May the sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, and Thomas, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our brothers, departed brothers and sisters, and to all who have pleased you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Inspired by the Holy Spirit and taught by our Lord, we dare to pray together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I give you, my peace I bring you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
Behold, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
The Jesuit Fathers have been informed that the fire suppression system in this beautiful church needs to be replaced this year. 
The total unexpected cost of the project is $275,000. We have therefore begun a Tooney drive this season to pay for the project. If every pilgrim who comes this season each time gives an extra toonie, two dollars, by God's grace we would have the funds required. At the back of the church is a small plastic church where you may place your toonie. Any, any support would be greatly appreciated as we care for this holy site. Thank you for your generosity. Let us pray. Complete within us, O Lord, we pray, the healing work of your mercy, and graciously perfect and sustain us, so that in all things we may please you, through Christ our Lord. Amen. I wish you all a blessed Sunday, and enjoy the beautiful day, enjoy the property, enjoy the little shrines across the property, and safe travels back to wherever you call home. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The Almighty God bless you. The Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Mass is ended. Go in the peace of Christ. And we will be giving blessings with the relics of the martyrs at the foot of the altar for those who would like to come up. And I invite those who are here as a family, if you can come up together, that would help because there are many of us here. So um, come up together as a family if you do, if you do, if you are here as a family. In 604, all the ends of the earth, 604.